Trey Bills. I hate Rap Bands Podcast. Before we even get started, let's go ahead and get the disclaimer out of the way. Hopefully we've been doing this for a little while. Y'all can say it with me. The views and opinions expressed on the I Hate Rap Fans podcast do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of you, non-hip-hop-knowing clowns who wouldn't know good music if you walked into a studio and recorded an album ghostwritten by Ghostface Killer, executive produced by God, with production, with production from Dr. Dre, Quincy Jones, Prince, and The Bomb Squad, with features from Jesus, Tupac, Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, and Dizzy Gillespie. This podcast is not for you. Please, turn it off and find something else to listen to. Trey Mills and the I Hate Rap Fans Podcast. Now that we got that out the way, how y'all liking the podcast so far, man? We've been doing this thing. I'm really trying to be consistent with it, man. We are on episode number six right now. Uh, let me get a little bit of the house cleaning out of the way. You can find more episodes of the I Hate Rap Fans podcast on YouTube, SoundCloud, and wherever else you listen to your podcast. I'm in the process. I'm in the process right now of um, doing the I Hate Rap Fans podcast clips. So it will be different clips. Different subject matters, probably in about three to five minute sections. I'm going to probably get ready to uh, put up a uh, clip page on YouTube in a minute. Uh, so y'all let me know how y'all digging it, man. I got that coming up. Y'all let me know how y'all feeling the podcast, man. Uh, trying to be consistent with this thing. I'm hoping y'all come along with me for the journey. And with that being said, let's go ahead and set the table. Y'all got y'all coffee? I got mine. Sipping. Y'all know what it is. Yo, Super Bowl, Los Angeles Rams. They took it, man. It was a big night. It was a big night for L.A., man. More importantly, man, more more than just watching the Super Bowl itself, man, I was just really excited for To me, in my brain, it was a halftime show featuring a football game. So, you know, I spent the whole time, as, as good as that game was, as interesting as that game was, man, I, I was, as a hip-hop uh, a fan man as a person who just loves um the culture of hip-hop and music within itself man i was looking forward to the dr dre snoop dogg 50 cent mary j blige eminem kendrick lamar i don't think you can get no bigger than that when it comes to hip-hop man that was the first time hip-hop was on full display at the halftime show it wasn't the first time hip-hop was on the stage a lot of people misspoke and said that this was the first time hip-hop was ever displayed at the halftime show not true we can go back to recent memory simply with 2015 and missy yelling it uh when she did half of the uh, halftime show with Katy perry so we cannot forget uh, that we cannot forget that Missy Elliott had that very important moment pro- about seven years ago. But yeah, man, Dr. Dre, man, they, they, he's a legend. There's no, there's no denying that Dr. Dre is a legend. You think about Snoop, you think about N.W.A., Ice Cube, you think about Fifty Cent, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, Anderson Park, uh, his latest offerings, man, from 
from the chronic till the uh, more recent the contract which is on the gta soundtrack man dr dre is definitely a legend man but let's not forget this was west coast gangster rap full display snoop dogg up there with a full-blooded i shouldn't even say full blood that's kind of backwards with a full crip outfit on man sea walking if you paid attention to the dancers they were sea walking dressed in dickies that was california at its most for the whole world to see very proud of those guys and what they had to do man i'm hoping that we see more hip-hop honestly and truthfully man hip-hop uh not not hip-hop but uh the Super Bowl was so damn black. You had Janine Aiko singing. I think she sung America the Beautiful. I can't think of the young lady's name right now. The uh, I know she's an African-American country singer. She sung the National Anthem. You got Dr. Dre and the whole squad doing the halftime show, man. <laughs> you got niggas winning Super Bowl rings. Man, it was a great show, man. It was a really, really good show. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, man, uh... Aside from that, man, a whole lot of whole, whole, whole lot of dicks towards the end of last week, huh? Isaiah Rashard. Can we talk about Isaiah Rashard for a minute? Um, at this time, and this may change by the time this podcast comes out, Isaiah Rashard still hasn't uh, made any comments about the video that was leaked uh, that exposed him. I don't know if old boy gay. I don't know if he bisexual. I don't know. I've heard certain conversations about him being depressed and you know, I you know, just to be transparent with y'all, um I suffer from clinical depression and uh being depressed ain't never made me want to go suck no ding ring. I just tell you that right now. I ain't never been that depressed. And if I ever get that depressed, I need somebody to come slap the shit out of me. If I ever call any of my friends and say, "Yo, I'm depressed." I think I'm gonna just go on a sucker. Just, just, just stop me wherever I'm at, and just, just, hey, I'm coming straight to you, bro. Before you make any decisions, and just slap the fire, slap the taste out of my mouth, knock me out. But you know, the whole, you know, a lot of people are supporting him, and that's good. You know, he's getting a lot of support. Uh, he doesn't have to feel ashamed about it. I mean, it's 2021. You know, why should little Nas X be the only? Um, why should little Nas X be the only one on the old town road? We should, you know, we should we should celebrate this man and and let him know that he can come out and he can make a statement or he ain't gotta make a statement, you know. <laughs> he ain't gotta make a statement. There, he's being celebrated all over the internet. So I guess that's what phase we in right now. So I I expect to. Um, hopefully here's something i i can't even say what i was gonna say i was gonna say i i hope to hear you know something out of his mouth but uh i'm gonna leave that there the other dingling that was on display nelly boy i'm gonna tell you the truth i got down on my knees <laughs> and i thank the lord And I'll tell you why I thank the Lord, because it was just a confirmation to me that God don't give everything to everybody. He gave that nigga good hair. He gave that nigga muscles. 
He gave that nigga money. He gave that nigga the baddest chicks in R&B. And it's one thing he just didn't give him. <laughs> Boy, I know I can't keep a woman now. <laughs> Boy, I was I almost went to church Sunday. I almost went to church. I almost walked inside of the Lord's house on Sunday. It was gonna I was gonna give a twenty percent tithe and just say thank you, Lord. Thank thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done. Cause you've given me faith. You've restored my faith. <laughs> yeah. So I just wanna um also just want to send my condolences to um all the women over 40 who've held a 20 year crush on Nelly. Now that you know the truth, I hope that you give a regular nigga a chance. One thing about a broke nigga. <laughs> Niggas may be broke. They may be coming up short financially. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna move on, man. But, uh, Oh yeah, this week and uh let me find my paperwork right here. I had it. Let's let's, let's I wanna get my facts straight. Uh this week and nigga really news. Oh my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. Rapper who used capital insurrection for album cover art recommended for one of the longer sentences. We all know about January 6th and how people were storming the Capitol and, you know, stop the steal and all that kind of stuff. Rapper uh, Antony Bugsy the Don Bronix sat bowling in front of the U.S. Capitol building at the historical insurrection as the uh, insurrection unfolded around him on January 6th and took a picture. He also took several pictures inside the Capitol. Now, that's just nigga wet news enough for you alone right there, right? You know, when I was, I actually saw the end, I was talking to my mama as the insurrection happened. There are two things in my life that I saw with my own eyes as I was talking to my mama. I saw 9-11. I didn't see the first plane. My wife saw the first plane hit the tower. By the time the second one was getting ready to hit the tower, my wife was calling me. The phone was ringing. I was on the phone. My mama was yelling like it was Armageddon. I didn't know what was going on. It was like 9.30 in the morning. So I saw that with my own eyes. I saw people actually jumping from the building live on television. On 9-11. Saw it with my own eyes. And actually, ironically enough, saw this with my eyes. I saw it when it started. I saw I was looking at television when it started. So for this, and I saw there was that one black guy that was looking around the Senate like, what the hell? He was, I don't know if y'all remember that one black dude. And I know all of us was like, what the fuck is you doing there, nigga? Apparently there was more than one nigga there and um, a couple of them was rappers. But yeah, this dummy... This genius takes a picture at the insurrection on the Capitol steps. Boy, you talking about cloud chasing. You talking about cloud chasing. This nigga was running hard for the cloud. He was, 
I gotta get my clout. Gotta get my clout. But you know what makes it even more nigga what worthy? Is that the DOJ is asking for 21 months for this fool. Because he already has warrants and an extensive criminal history. He was on probation for a felony conviction when he entered the Capitol on January 6th. I got that article via uh, Hip Hop DX if y'all want to go there and check that out. Oh, and I'm a, let, me, let me just tell y'all right now before I go any further. I did all y'all a favor. I took one for the team. I went to Spotify and I listened to this nigga's music. <laughs> nigga Donald Trump wasn't going to save you. The insurrection wasn't going to save you. I'll give y'all a trick. Um, five seconds is a string. Nigga, I listened to four seconds of that nigga's music and kept going. I was like, nigga, if you don't get me in four seconds, uh, yeah. <laughs> this nigga music is trash there was not one good song on there he could have been doing something else with his time especially with a criminal history nigga that i'm sure there was a trade school you could have been going to i'm sure there was some a ged class you could have been taking uh, a junior college nigga you could have been doing some hvac school something nigga you stop you ain't need to waste your time rapping and the fact that once again they call this nigga a rapper just because he got a soundcloud page this nigga's not a rapper. This nigga's not a rapper. He's a motherfucker with a SoundCloud page who was chasing some clout. Yeah, that's what you got. This week in nigga news. <laughs> My main topic, I just wanted to kind of get into why I call this the I Hate Rap Fans podcast. And I kind of wanted to... Um, give you guys my perspective on how i approach the podcasts and and and, and how i approach certain topics and i really want to just get into that man so let's go ahead and get into it i just want to say off the rip i'm not a reporter i'm not a journalist i'm not a blogger i'm not any of that and you say well nigga what are you you're doing a podcast i'm a podcaster here is my approach i'm a hip-hop commentator i'm a hip-hop analyst I'm a documentarian, and I'm a culture critic. My goal is to provide a different perspective on how we look at the culture through history, through facts, not opinions. I'll get into that later. Through facts and my own personal journey through the hip-hop culture. Hip-hop is only a couple years older than I am. Hip-hop has been in my life my whole life. A lot of people like to say hip hop is about 43, 44, 45 years old. I'll be 43 this year. The very first song I ever heard in my life was Houdini, Freaks Come Out at Night. The very first rap song I ever memorized as a child was Run DMC's You Be Illin. Tender, you ate it. There is none left. It was salty with butter, but it was death. Very first rap song. Very first rap album. I ever bought with my own money. I, Dr. Dre, I, I owe you money because I bought uh, bootleg versions of um, the Chronic Doggy Style and the Above the Rim soundtrack. But the very first one I ever bought with my own money was the Chronic. Now, why I named this podcast the I Hate Rap Fans Podcast is because of this. In my opinion, this is my humble opinion, 
And that's all this show is ever going to be, my humble opinion. You don't have to agree with me. I'm not asking you to agree with me. I appreciate you for tuning in and listening, but I'm never going to ask you to agree with me and follow my lead. In my opinion, to be a rap fan is to be a person who does not think for themselves. To be a rap fan, you accept what's given to you. To be a rap fan, you look to the radio, you look to the television, you look to Spotify playlists, you look to other people to tell you what's hot. Don't get me wrong. That's a part of being, that's one of the stages because you there's a, there's a beginning point where you just don't know. And, and people tell you what's hot, but there has to be growth and maturation in that process. I don't respect rap fans because rap fans constantly complain about, man, the radio, man, radio ain't playing that, man. Man, it ain't nothing on the radio. All they do is mumble rap. All they do is cloud chase. It ain't nothing for us on the radio. I remember back in the 90s when radio. Y'all sound dumb. Y'all do all. Rap fans complain without offering any solutions. They just allow themselves to be moved up the dial rap fans are the reason why 69 boys and i'm not i'm not hating i'm just saying if you want to know 69 boys jaru and all the bullshit that you hate that's on the radio right now rap fans are the reasons on the radio because rap fans like the bullshit rap fans are mindless drones who don't offer anything to the culture they're less than fans a fan will stay with their favorite person all the way to the end Rap fans, follow the trend. Oh, he hot this week? Let's go. That's hot this week? Let's go. That's hot this week? Let's go. Rap fans have no loyalty. They don't have, They do not think for themselves. They offer nothing to the game but a dollar and a follow. And once they get finished with you, they move on. And hip-hop is full of rap fans. Another thing that irritates me about rap fans and hip-hop in total is that people treat this shit like basketball. You go to the court, and you got that one dude who went to college, got a nice J, he can jump out the roof. That nigga, swear to God, had he made it to the NBA, that nigga, swear to God, he the next Stephen A. Smith. He's the next Shannon Brown. He he got all the answers. Don't know shit. Most people, most hip-hop fans... Swear to God, they got all the answers. They don't know shit. I'm not a hip-hop head. I'm not a hip-hop head because, quite honestly, hip-hop heads are hypocrites. Hip-hop heads complain about rap fans and the radio and all the shit that's currently going on in hip-hop. They complain about all the trends. They complain about everything. Man, 21 Savage, he ain't even for the culture. Man, I'm tired of shiny suits. I can't do another bling bling era. Ain't nobody talking about nothing. Where the country's rappers at? And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it again. Hip hop heads complain about all the shit that's wrong with the culture. But as soon as a nigga drop an album that hits all the hip hop head standards, that nigga go triple, quadruple, marble that nigga go double oak tree 
You niggas don't buy the record. You niggas don't stream the record. You niggas don't download the record. You niggas go straight to this torn site. Oh, MC Best in the World came out. Let me go steal it. You got a copy of it. Hip-hop heads don't even support the culture. Y'all are hypocrites. Y'all don't even believe in real hip-hop. Also, I'm not a hip-hop head because I like women. You ever been to a hip-hop head show? It's a Sasha's party. Ain't nothing but a bunch of dudes there. And the few chicks that might be there are either performers or they're not interested in you, sir. And I'll leave that statement right there. And also, most hip-hop heads either listen to or make boring-ass music. They make music for other hip-hop heads who ain't who, who won't buy their music or they make music for themselves. There's no artistry, there's no technique, there's no style, there's no point. It's just, just that real shit right here, son. Yo, just that real shit. We bumping that real shit. Yeah, well, I'm also a hypocrite. <laughs> because when I talk all this shit on the podcast, and while I talk all this shit, I'm a young thug advocate. I'm a former Kanye West fan. I like some shit that be on the radio. But here's the difference between me and the hip-hop heads and the rap fans. I put my shit in perspective. I can tell you exactly why I like Young Thug. I can tell you exactly where he stands in the culture. I can actually give you his whole lineage. I can tell you where he came from. I can tell you exactly how we got to Young Thug from here. I can draw you a line because I grew up with the culture. I'm up. The same philosophy that I used and that we used with the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show was the same philosophy I bring into the I Hate Rap Fans podcast. Nothing has changed except it's all me and I'm a little bit more crazier. So what am I? I like to use a Kendrick Lamar quote and that quote goes, I'm not on the inside looking out. I'm not on the outside looking in dead in the middle looking around i'm standing in the middle of the culture objectively looking at everything from all angles i can tell you why i like 21 savage i can tell you why i like cannabis i can tell you why i hate kanye west at times and i can also tell you why chino xl is whack to me sometimes again i'm a culture critic a documentarian a hip-hop analyst and a hip-hop commentator and i'm also a hypocrite and i'm gonna stand on that because i don't ever want you to believe or ever think that my word is born or that you know sometimes i believe full hardly in the bullshit i'm telling y'all sometimes i do most of the time i do but i'm also a hypocrite i'm not gonna sit up here and tell you i ain't gonna bump nothing by metro boomer i'm not gonna sit up here and tell you i ain't finna bump nothing by amigos my only difference, the only difference in me and most hip-hop heads is that I can draw you a line from hip-hop to where these guys are now. And I can have a conversation with you. I'm not asking you to agree with me. I'm just asking you to hear me out. You may think it's bullshit. You may think it makes no sense at all. I don't really care. I'm giving my critique on the culture. Something that we honestly need we need more people to stand up and critique the culture and go, hey, 
That's bullshit. We need more people to document the culture. We need more people to analyze the culture. And we need more people not just to talk about the culture from a dumbass perspective, but give a commentary that actually connects to something. And lastly, I'm an artist. And I'm sensitive about my shit. I try to be objective. And I try to look at the culture from a different perspective. Using my personal knowledge, my history, and facts. Not just my opinion. But I'm an artist. As an artist, I have a different perspective on a lot of the things that go on in music. And this podcast is a way for me to verbalize those perspectives. Hopefully you join me along on the ride as I give you these perspectives. Like I said, I'm not asking you to always agree with me. Give me pushback. That's fine. This is a place for open dialogue about conversations on the culture that don't necessarily fit into the status quo. And I've always been this way. I've always tried to bring a different perspective. I've been doing this ever since the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. I've always tried to bring a different perspective. Even back then, I I don't always agree with the concept of a top five. I don't always agree with the concept of a Mount Rushmore. I think that there are better ways to have these conversations. I think that there's enough history in hip hop to have these conversations and make some things cement. I really don't believe that everything can be pinging. Some things are facts. Some things we have to state and stamp in facts and then you can have your opinion after that. But some things just are. And a top five is a top five is a top five. Are we talking about, because if we're talking about the top five greatest, it can't be the ones that you believe in on Tuesday and the ones that you believe in on Wednesday and the ones that you like this year and the ones that you like when you was a kid. No, top five is a top five. If we're talking about Mount Rushmore's and we're talking about the greatest of all time, then there's a standard that we have to set. And part of my job is to set a standard. We can go every, everywhere else from there. We can go anywhere we want. But we got to set a standard in hip hop because if we don't set a standard, we're going to end up with a whole lot more little yachties and a whole lot more little young niggas than we are going to end up with people who actually contribute to the culture artistically, conversationally, and thought-wise. At some point, we got to stop being a trend because we're stepping into the space of rock and roll. And at some point, we got to stop accepting the trend and stop accepting the bullshit and stop accepting these dumb narratives and say, no, this is concrete. If we believe in this culture as much as we believe in this culture, then there's some decent things that are concrete. I hope to add to the conversation. And at the very least, I hope that when you listen to this podcast, you choose to look at hip hop differently, at least for a second. Believe whatever you want to believe. Go along with whatever you want to go along with. But I'm always going to try my damnest to give you a different perspective based off of a critique of the culture, personal history, and being an analyst. I like to talk about hip-hop, but I like to talk about hip-hop in a way that's going to stretch the culture and stretch the way we think about it. So, closing out. I hope to bring some much needed nuance to the conversation. I hope that I can bring some much needed um, 
thoughts to this conversation, and I, I and I hope that even if we don't agree, I can challenge what you think about the culture. I really hope that I can challenge the way you look at the culture, and I hope that I can push you towards looking at the culture, the music, the art, in ways that you maybe didn't think before. Even if you walk away and say that's bullshit, and that nigga don't know what the fuck he's talking about. I can accept that. But at least give me the platform to provide my point of view. And on that note, this has been another episode of the I Hate Rap Fans podcast. I thank you for listening. Uh, I'll be back with another one. Peace. This is a Fourth Coast Media production. Fourth Coast?